Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How are you doing, everybody? I hope you are good. I hope you are Edis. Welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast, everybody. How are you doing? I am great, Will. How are you? I am good. I am doing fantastic. You're I am hoping that my new camera like. <laughs> Yeah. I am hoping that my new camera setup does not sh- crap the bed uh, during this show. I'm really hoping it doesn't. Will got a new camera set up, but it's not it's it's not uh, not fixing his internet problems. No, no, not at all. We're 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 working. Uh, I look great, and you know that's you know. Really, most that's all that matters. Right, right. Yeah. I'm glad you see it the same way. Hello, everybody. Yep. Welcome. We have many Hard things to talk about today. Uh, King Rat, thank you for the so five month subscription. Love to my favorite boys, Aw. and King Shiro Neko, thank you for the three months. And Late Snake, thank you for the three months. I appreciate all of you being here. Uh, so many things to talk about today. Not a lot happened in the in yes. the in the news of Nintendo though. We we yeah. Are, we're going. Uh, we're going to be talking about. There's like one thing. Yeah. Well, is the one thing uh, Kazuya and Smash? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be talking about Kazuya and Smash. We're going to be talking about uh, Mario Golf because I played it and I think it's great, even though it's been getting some bad reviews uh, and some other stuff. But first, I want to talk about um, some some murmurings about how nintendo is treating old franchises because we learned a little bit about how well we learned a little bit about metroid the other day that uh that we're getting metroid dread that we, we we know that they're working on a metroid prime 4 but uh that's been on the back burner for a while now. Four, yeah uh metroid dread uh, metroid has been around dread, for a long, um, long time it was first announced back when Metroid Prime 3 uh, came out. It was supposed to be a, a DS game. It's been canceled at least twice. Uh, and now, uh, with the help of, I think, Mercury Steam is the name of the developer, they finally brought it back uh, for the Switch in a way that everybody seems happy with. Yes. Uh, so it, it's yeah. it's been a long time since, since it's started development and been rumored. And, and it was like a conspiracy theory for a really long time. Um, but now, now we're seeing a little bit of it. But uh, I think people, people uh, put the Metroid franchise in the same bin as things like F-Zero and Star Fox because they're big Nintendo franchises that have been on the back burner for a really, really long time. Or at least they were once big and once had amazing games. And now, it's not looking too hot. Uh, Did I lose Will? Will is completely frozen. 
It's not looking good for Will. I made him use a VPN. That might have been a bad idea. Turn your VPN off, Will, if you can hear me. Leave the call and turn the VPN off. Um, anyway. King Shiro Neko, thank you for the subs. I appreciate it. Uh, the gifted subs. Uh... So two things happened. There was a realistic F-Zero uh, game. I don't know how they're, they're, they're thinking of making it realistic, but uh, that was a pitch that got shot down. And I, I, I'll tell you what, this? Probably not what the game would have looked like. All right, I'm back. All right, did you turn the VPN off? It is off. All right, you look so much better now, Will. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've learned that just because Bob needs a VPN does not mean Will needs a VPN. No, there's something wrong with uh, the Discord update that you did on your Mac like a few weeks ago. It broke Discord somehow. Well, it wasn't just Discord. I updated my whole system to oh. Big Sur. Yeah. Well, well that, that killed the Discord. Maybe there's a Discord I'll update you could do or something. Maybe. I'll have to look. It could just be a video be... issue with Big Sur and your computer. Like in general. Right. And why the frack did I update this stupid computer? I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a problem, Will. Yeah. Anyway, uh, according to Nintendo Life, we could have had a new ultra-realistic F-Zero on Switch, but Nintendo turned it down. Uh, again, ultra-realistic for a sci-fi fantasy uh <laughs> racing game with floating cars and stuff yeah not, uh, not sure that's the best direction but you know at this point any direction is a good direction because <laughs> there's no f-zero games <laughs> correct uh so then according to the nintendo life the nintendo community often finds itself reminiscing over franchises that seem doomed to never return and while the likes of pokemon snap 2d metroid 3d metroid famicom detective club forgot about that one and more have actually made grand returns. One series that remains on the sidelines is F-Zero. The last F-Zero game, F-Zero Climax. What? I think that was, uh, yeah, that was in, I think it was called F-Zero GP Legend in North America. Ah, okay. That makes sense. It was for the Game Boy Advance in 2004. And we yes. didn't have this? No, in America, we got it. As F no, Zero, personally, as Legend. personally. Oh no, we, we never owned it. Yeah, we had. I don't think we ever cruising like twenty eighty eight for uh, for the for, Game Boy Color, right? And that I confuse game was it. Bad. I yeah. confuse it for F Zero. Yeah. Anyway, the last F Zero game, F Zero Climax, launched uh, sixteen years ago now and was exclusive to Japan, Europe, and North America. Oh no, no, it was exclusive to Japan. Semicolon. Europe and North America received F-Zero oh. GP Legend in 2004, with the All last right. main series release to arrive in the West being 2003's F-Zero GX. Sorry, F-Zero Climax is the Japanese-only sequel to GP Legend. Oh. So, we're one game behind. <laughs> Uh, it's hardly surprising that fans of the franchise are getting pretty desperate for something new. Uh, as it turns out, there are developers out there who'd love to make a new F-Zero for Switch, and ideas have been passed on to Nintendo, unfortunately, unsuccessfully. In conversation with Game Explain, Vitae Giles 
Vitae's Giles Goddard. So I guess Vitae is Goddard. the developer. Yeah, Vitae is the company, yeah. And Giles Goddard is the man who was talking. Giles Goddard, who Nintendo fans will know as developer on Star Fox, Stunt Race FX, 1080 Snowboarding, and Super Mario 64's Stretchy Mario Face. Oh, I did see it. He, I think he was like the first uh, American Nintendo employee or something. Or the first white Nintendo employee, something like that. Uh, I think he might have been part of um, that company that made most of the N64 architecture. Um, so like they hired him full time. Uh, he has revealed that his team pitched in ultra realistic F-Zero to Nintendo. At Vitae, after I'd left Nintendo and started my own company, it was after Steel Diver and Sub Wars. We were trying to think of stuff to do, and I thought it would be really cool to have an ultra-realistic F-Zero, still with sort of really cool futuristic graphics, but just really realistic physics. We thought that'd be a really interesting thing to try out, like a simulator? So we made a demo for the Switch and PC. Oh, this is a recent thing. It yeah. was also more to show the cap the capability of our engine. We had a multi-platform engine that was running on 3DS, Switch, PC, whatever. Oh, PC was probably a bad idea. So we just made a demo for uh, of some really cool F-Zero cars going around this crazy track. Just hundreds of the cars using AI to race each other. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but they'd all have realistic physics, like really ultra, a bit too over the top realistic. So the hovering was actually caused by four jets in the bottom sort of adjusting themselves way too over the top. But it meant that if you killed one of the jets, it would end up sinking. And if you killed the other one, it flip over all this kind of stuff. And it was just really fun. It was like a sandbox type thing, just playing around and seeing what would happen if you caused a crash there and whatever that sounds freaking awesome yeah it sounds like like realistic in a sense of like just the way that a hover car might handle and you know f-zero is a series known for being really fast so if you crash at 600 miles an hour your car is going to be obliterated like it would realistically yeah i i mean i think racing game like i kind of like racing games i'm not too big into racing games but yeah we here at the wolf den big fans of the burnout franchise we yes. want some some arcade style racing with some crashing and if you yeah. have hover cars that are bashing into each other and it ha they have four points of failure it's a, it says mm -hmm. here there's four different jets and if you knock one of the jets out it starts driving lopsided that sounds freaking awesome yeah i'd imagine that they put it on pc because they said there was hundreds of cars so that was probably, probably just to show that how powerful the engine was. Well, again, like it was being made on a PC first, so they probably figured just have a PC build of it right. for ease of use, you know. And then they got their hands on you know Switch dev kits and whatnot. To I just wonder what, what uh, Nintendo would think of a PC version of the of the game. Would that be a turn off for them? Would they be like, oh, ew, get this off of here? You know, I. I don't know, but um, the the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance when it was being made by Activision, mm -hmm. they actually had as uh, secret characters for the GameCube version Samus and Link, mm -hmm. but because they were using PS2 dev kits to show it off, Nintendo said no. 
that's what i mean i i'd imagine nintendo yeah. would be turned off pretty easily by some dumb stuff like that yeah even though that even though they're going to be developing the game on a pc using well i mean that was kit. that was 20 years ago so i don't know you know if nintendo would be that petty now uh let's see what Giles had to say though when asked whether or not nintendo ultimately turned down the idea uh, Godard delivered the bad news Nintendo are very wary about using old IP because it's such a huge thing for them to do. It's much easier to go with a new a new idea, a new IP, rather than reuse an old one. We were stuck in a catch-22 working with Nintendo because we'd say to them, we want to do this F-Zero game. Can you give us all this money? And <laughs> they'd say, well, you don't have enough people. And I'd say, well, if we had the money, we can get the people, you know? So it was forever this ridiculous catch twenty two with them wanting to make it, wanting us to make a game, pitch uh, us pitching a game, and then and then them saying you don't have enough people. Uh, so I like to talk about how I don't think F Zero could work in today's world because I mm -hmm. I think that the style of game that it was was just too simple and and, and uh, you'd have to like drastically change it and I don't I just don't think there's room for like a triple A like uh like arcadey style racing game anymore um however this sounds like that <laughs> it sounds <Yeah. laughs> it sounds like the oh uh, like a great solution for that yeah i i don't know i think i think that you know there is a place for arcadey racers more or more arcade based uh less simulation style racers i just think you know they need a good hook and a good gimmick and i think f-zero provides that um it's just nintendo doesn't seem to want to do anything with it i don't believe uh giles Godard when he says nintendo doesn't want to do anything with their old ip because nintendo all nintendo does is things with their old ip yeah you know? well i i think he means they're really careful with their old IP because they have to it has to be a banger a while ago we right. read an article talking about I forgot who another person came out and said uh it would be really hard oh the guy who uh worked on I think Star Fox 2 and then just read oh no the guy who designed Captain Falcon and then uh recently left Nintendo he said um it would be really difficult uh, to make an F-Zero game right now because it's been so long and it's a mainline yeah. franchise. It has to be incredible. And he's right. Like It's a, yeah. it, it's a dormant franchise that you're going to revive. It needs to be a banger or else it's going to take even longer for a good <laughs> F-Zero game to come out. Yeah. Like if they release one that's trash, it's going to be a lot longer until we see like another yeah. good one. And I think that's part of the reason why we've waited so long for a new Metroid, because everybody hated Other M. Um, right. It's probably the reason why we're still waiting on F-Zero, because despite people loving uh, F-Zero GX on the GameCube, it didn't sell very well. So they're probably, like, really, really scared to try another one. Also, Metroid doesn't sell well. Um that too I, I think this one will definitely sell yeah, well uh, I, mean, I think so i think there's a lot of hype around it I, we're talking about metroid dread there's a lot of hype yeah. around it uh it's the, the switch has sold an insane amount of copies so a lot of people have one there's yeah. not that many uh triple a nintendo ips like like releasing 
currently mm-hmm. like like yeah. there's they're, they're kind of trickling out there are a lot on the switch because the switch has been out for freaking four years but uh it, it, I feel like every time one comes out, there is an insane amount of hype around it. So I think this new Metroid yeah. will 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 be a banger oh, yeah, as no, long as it's good. Be... Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think that guy was right in saying that uh, the new if they make a new F Zero, it's got to be a banger. And that's why yeah. Nintendo's so protective over their old IPs because they know it has to be amazing when they finally yeah. release it. But but I mean, it is kind of like it's it's an old ip that isn't doing anything why not just let another company just tool around with it nintendo seems to really like to tool around and if they don't like it they have no problem canceling the game late in development so like why not just see what happens i guess i guess maybe they think it's a waste of money i don't know because like we said metroid Dread, dread is being developed by mercury steam who is an outside company um and they seem to really like working with them uh we've seen instances in the past uh friggin uh smash brothers is, is half developed by namco right so you know there are instances of things namco has developed like has a handle like a lot of nintendo games so it, it's not unheard of for that for them to reach out especially for something like f-zero which is at this point is a lower tier nintendo property yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal for Nintendo to to have other people develop stuff. Even Metroid Dread's being developed by a uh, by a third party company. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if they're actually third party, but they're not a Nintendo. They're not Nintendo. It's they're, it's, they're third party because apparently they also did um, the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. Oh, okay. For Konami, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean it's it's also possible nintendo has their own ideas for for f-zero that we just don't right. know about but i i think that's uh unlikely because of what we heard about f-zero in the past mm-hmm. um so again i before used to say i don't think f-zero can make it in today's world uh i am retracting that statement because this sounds freaking awesome and it's too bad that uh nintendo said no I think I think it can make it in this world. I just think uh, Nintendo needs to be smart about it, um, and I think they are smart about it. I just think they're being way too cautious about it. I think if they were to release something like F Zero in today's world, marketed property and budget the the game pl- the actual game development of it properly, then I think they could have a decent sized hit on their hands. Not Mario Kart Eight levels of you know hit, but something something pretty good. Well, that that's why Nintendo is so protective over their stuff because they yeah. they're they got the Nintendo polish. They 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 try to release a banger every single time. Yeah. Um. So, I you know what I think now that I think about it, we talk about Nintendo polish and we talk about how Nintendo really tries to perfect their games before they push them out. Um. I'm kind of th- like uh, there's a lot of hate on Pokemon like pe- people there's a lot of people who don't like new Pokemon games because there's all oh, the tree doesn't look good or or you know yeah. all the battle systems flawed and blah 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 and I'm always like shut up it's a Pokemon game you buy it for the cute characters it's gonna be great anyway um, I feel like Nintendo should get on the Pokemon company's ass about polishing those games up a little bit because I honestly <laughs> think that they that, that they're not holding up the polish standards that Nintendo uh, has you know yeah um, yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that all that being said, uh, there is also they, we're not done with F Zero. We're not just talking about F Zero when we're talking and we're about not old done dormant with, uh, franchises. And we're not done with Giles Goddard either. This is him too. It's him I didn't too. Even read this. I saw this on on yeah. Reddit R slash Nintendo. I saw this yeah. on there from today. I think Star Fox's co-programmer says he'd like to make a new game with no gimmicks. I think he means a new Star Fox game. Giles yes. Goddard says he would dial it back a lot and keep it on rails. Uh, now, I'll jump in and say uh, Star Fox Zero loved the idea. Awesome idea. Horrible execution because of the goddamn <laughs> stupid ass uh wii u gamepad it yeah. completely ruined the whole game and uh i mean i played it at e3 uh and i remember they were looking for feedback they they, they like you play it and then they were like oh well, what do you what did you think and i was like i think the gamepad ruined that whole experience yeah. thanks for letting me play and <laughs> walked <Yeah>. away. <laughs> and it was really weird because it came out at a time when people what they make and when they were making wii u games even nintendo they would like decrease the emphasis on the gamepad, like you could just play like a regular game, except this one for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they force you to use the gamepad, and it would have been yeah. a lot better if you didn't have to. And and I think the setup that I was using was also made it worse because I was standing, and so I had to look down at the gamepad and then look up at the screen. So the gamepad yeah. was a first-person view. In theory, it's kind of cool. The gamepad's a first-person view. The screen, the TV screen is a third person view like traditional star fox um but you aim with the motion controls of the gamepad so moving around the gamepad looking it was it was bad it was very yeah. bad uh it kind of it, it it made it bad if that was a 3ds game maybe one maybe. screen first person one screen third person that might be kind of cool uh but get rid of the motion controls you don't need that for, yeah. for star fox um I hope I got all that right. <laughs> That's at least what, what I remember of it. Um, it sounds right. It sounds right. But I definitely I remember, remember you were not able to turn off the motion controls. Yeah, you were locked in. Yeah. Um, but but the motion controls were for aiming, and you could move the 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 the, the ship with the left stick. Anyway, uh, that was the gimmick. Was that you had to use the gamepad for motion controls? Uh. So, the co-programmer of the original Star Fox says he would like to work on a new entry in the series as long as he was allowed to bring the gameplay back to its roots. This is according to Video Games Chronicle. Uh, but, in an interview with Game Explain, Giles Goddard, who was one of the SNES Star Fox's programmers at Argonaut Software, was asked uh, if there was any Nintendo IP he would be interested in working on. It would be interesting to do a star fox i think he replied but not how the other ones were done asked what he would do different goddard explained i think i would just dial it back a lot and not in gimmicks and not in gimmicks like you know the stuff star fox zero had god i'm glad i like the the cut of this guy's jib <laughs> and maybe not even put in the free roaming aspects and stuff like that honestly in the in the SNES Star Fox and the N64 Star Foxes, the the free roam areas, those were kind of bad. I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled to do those. 
they weren't the best parts of the game, but they made sense. And I feel like you can do those in a good way because that is basically like what Rogue Squadron was. I was going to say. Rogue Squadron was great. I was going to say that. Rogue yeah. Squadron gave you more room to go around. Right. Uh, and I think that helped a lot because in Star Fox, I just ended up hitting. I just ended up going, hitting the end, doing a little flip. Yeah, and going right back. Star Fox was like a, a more confined area. Yeah, you so. kind of do that in Rogue Squadron, but you get more room to play with, so it's it's it yeah. made it a little easier. Uh, so if you're gonna do free roam, uh, you gotta be able to freely roam. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I would just like to bring it back, pull it back into what made the original Star Fox fun, and just make one based on that. I don't know how popular it would be, but it would be cool to try. Well, that's kind of not a good thing to say <laughs> to <laughs> Nintendo. If you try to pitch this, they want it to be popular. Goddard was then asked if he'd be interested in creating a Star Fox game or spiritual successor with the basic polygonal look of the original game. Yeah, I, a sort of retro Star Fox thing. Um, no. What? He replied. <laughs> I think if we did it, it would have to be either an extremely stylized retro look or just very updated and modern looking. Okay, so either one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> drastically one way or drastically the other way. But I wouldn't try to replicate the polygons from the Super FX chip because I don't see the point. You don't go back that far, you know? We fixed that problem. You don't have to go back to it. I think he's trying to air some grievances about the limitations of the Super FX yeah. chip. The last yeah. Star Fox game released was Star Fox Zero, which came to the Wii U in April 2016. Its reception was mixed with some criticizing the game's unique control method that required players to regularly switch their view between a cockpit view and an external one. And I believe that is the end of the article. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's what everybody wants out of a Star Fox game is just to make a friggin' on-rail shooter, dude. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it seems like the last two uh, console Star Fox games, last three console Star Fox games, I should say, Adventure, Assault, and Zero, all had gimmicks that did not really fit what a Star Fox game should be. And I think, you know, Godard hit the nail on the head when he said that they just need to drop that shit. I think that's part of the problem with these uh, old dormant franchises is they want to bring it back and they're like, we got to spice it up when we bring it back. What are we going to do yeah. to, sh to shake things up, shake the franchise up? Also, I think... Uh, Star Fox Zero, it was on the Wii U. They, it, it was kind of yeah. dead on arrival anyway. Well, I mean, it was dead on arrival, but the Wii U still had, like, quote-unquote hits. It had Mario Maker. It had uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World. It had uh, Mario Kart. It had Smash Brothers. Um, that's about it. I but just, it, it still could have... It could have been a big fish in a small pond. I just think the Wii U was had a baked in gimmick that you were kind of forced I mean, at least you know first party games were kind of forced to use it mario maker i think did it in a great way because it was just a tablet you know for, for making the level and you didn't even need to use it um also I, I had a lot of fun with mario maker on the toilet that yeah. was like a big deal because we had our wii u on the opposite wall where the toilet was so i could just pick up the gamepad walk over to the toilet sit down and play on the toilet and i think i also did that with uh mario 3d world but that game didn't really utilize the tablet much at all uh it was just yeah, a lot you of, get the same game a, on both 
Yeah, at a certain t- at a certain point, a lot of games just use the tablet as a second screen. You know, mm-hmm. I think even Donkey Kong Country, uh, when you boot up the game, it says, "Do you want to play this game on the tablet or on a TV?" And depending on what you pick, the other screen is black. <laughs> That's lame. Yeah, I hold true that Donkey Kong Country was not that good, and I think that <laughs> I think that's a part of the problem. Uh, lazy I mean, development, I'll call that. Stuck at the game, but well, I gotta say, for a long time you were looking real good, and you were in sync, and everybody was complimenting you on how great your new camera oh, was, and now you're black. Fucking, you're just a black star. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, and I, you got a nice bokeh going on too. Yeah, with that f 2.8 lens. Stupid. So the stupid ass camera has it has two of uh, auto off features: the camera itself and the display. You can set the camera auto off to disable, so it never shuts off. But the display apparently only shuts off after thirty minutes. You can't yes. like disable it completely. So I gotta yeah. figure out how to. You have fix that. You have to use it at with the uh, EOS software, or else you can't fix that. Great, because <laughs> I don't that's think I can only... use this cam. This camera doesn't work with the EOS software. That's the. I don't think it'll it'll work otherwise. All right, I'll... I think you're screwed. I'm. I think there's a way to like get custom firmware on it though, so I'm gonna try that. Oh, Magic Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll actually fix it. I think. Yeah, I think that fixes it. So yeah, think about that. Um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, every 30 minutes you have to half press the shutter or something. Yeah. In order to not get it to go to sleep. Anyway, so, uh, uh, time for 25. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how Nintendo treats these uh, dormant franchises because they have to be really careful with them because they have to be great when they release them. But at the same time, yeah. uh, I think that they're looking at sales when they look at something like Metroid and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, we don't need to really think about this right now. We could uh, work on getting some third parties and and uh, work on what works like uh, Mario and Zelda. Yeah, I think. You know, they definitely have their list of, like, you know, the top-selling games. So, obviously, they'll focus on Mario and Zelda and Kirby. Um, But then, like, they'll, you know, they'll go to the step below, and Metroid is a little bit higher up than some of the other ones. But I'd imagine, like, Star Fox is pretty high up there. I'd imagine, like, Punch-Out has got to be pretty high up there, you know, and all these other like weird dormant franchises that they haven't touched or they don't re-release in a long time at a certain point you know there are only so many mario and zelda games you can make yeah i mean they they try to you know i mean with mario they're there they got him doing everything got him playing yeah. freaking freaking uh, tennis they got him playing golf mm-hmm. um zelda not so much <laughs> yeah. Zelda's pretty much just making zelda games um but anyway, I hope I, I I mean the more games the better, obviously. Um in the past I've been kind of poo-pooing F0 thinking that it can't happen. Um actually this sounds really good and I'm kind of upset that the, yeah. that this wasn't brought to fruition. Star Fox, they've been doing Star Fox dirty for a really really long time. They've been yeah. just they've uh, just been shitting the bed with Star Fox since I think the N64 game. <laughs> well, the N64 game was the last good one. Some people, well, there are stands of like Star Fox Adventure and stuff. 
I know. Well, Star Fox Adventure is a weird edge case because that was supposed to be a completely different game called Dinosaur Planet. And then Miyamoto said, hey, the main character looks like Star Fox. Make it yes. a Star Fox game. So they had to shoehorn in all these Star Fox references. And there was Star Fox Assault, which was uh, half a classic Star Fox game and then half a bunch of on-foot missions that nobody liked. And as we've mentioned before, Sonic Unleashed fans, a half a bad game is still a bad game. <laughs> um, there was Star Fox Command on the DS, which people thought were, was okay, but it was all... Uh, the open world sections of Star Fox, the all range mode sections, oh, rip. which as we discussed, isn't the best part. Um, and then we had zero, which we discussed already. Uh, yeah. And, and then they, they, they re-released 64 for the, uh, 3DS and it was great yes. again. <laughs> it's still an amazing game. Um, Oh, and, and you know what? We did recently get a new Star Fox game. We got Star Fox 2, which was uh, oh, yes. the, it was supposed to be released in, what, 1992? No, 1996, like, I think. Oh. Yeah, 96. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was developed completed. a long time ago. And then uh, yeah. and you, you could have found uh, you could have found a ROM. Uh, yeah, the ROMs but... were like, you know, 98% complete. Right. So yeah, it was completed in 1996. Will Will is right, uh, but it didn't see an official release until 2017, 21, 21 years, years later, later. Uh, and it released on the Super Nintendo Classic console. And now you can play it on Nintendo Switch Online. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yes, you can. Um, it's great. I, a lot of people don't like it. I think it's good. And that's the game that got kind of canned for Super Mario, uh, Super Mario, Star Fox 64. Star Fox, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think we'll see some more from these franchises in the future. I just don't know how wacky Nintendo is going to try to get with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as anyway. long as they keep it simple enough. I mean, there's, it's, it's really hard to screw up a, a rail shooter with some mild free range sections. Right. <laughs> You have to actively try to screw it up. Um, I'm going to read some more notifications. Will, can you leave the call and enter it again? Yes, I can. Uh, we got Fried Biscuits with five gifted. Thank you so much, Fried Biscuits. And uh, he resubscribed for two months. Thank you so much. Uh, Mecha Dragon with five bits. Any of you bros see the Heights movie? No. I saw the 10-minute preview in... Uh, on YouTube, and uh, one of the characters said "chillax" unironically, and I I noped out of it. You, you talking about in the heights? Oh, absolutely. Will. Yeah, it is. It is not as good as Hamilton, but the the music is infectious. We definitely talked about this already. We did. I said it is it is the Sonic one to Hamilton Sonic two. You know what I think part of the problem is for me with these friggin' musicals, the What's songs. That? aren't really structured like there's a there's some of them have a chorus <laughs> yeah which is fine and the choruses usually aren't that great um and the rest of the song is just all over the place and it's 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 not the sort of like progressive rock all over the place that i like it's like <laughs> it's like just wacky and weird and you can't really follow it. Uh, it, it it's trying to be like more of an opera than i guess a, a traditional broadway musical where you know everything is sung Mm -hmm. And I think that's where 
like there's sort of this disconnect and everything because it's not you know in a regular song even a broadway song there's first chorus first chorus but in this everything everyone sings so it's not like they can work in a verse chorus verse chorus structure to mm. you know everyday conversations yeah it's 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 like trying to be chronological it's trying to it's trying to like have people have conversations with each other and it's like just have the conversation then i'd rather that you just you just do the movie with no none of the music <laughs> i feel like i mean i've never seen in the heights the, the musical I've but i only feel seen like the 10 minute preview on youtube i mean i've saw the movie but i'm talking about the actual broadway musical i feel like is substantially different in yeah. like a better way like yeah. this is definitely something made for the stage and transferring it to the screen. There was something lost in translation. Yeah, something like Hamilton, I feel like would be much better in person. Yeah. Travel says Bob doesn't seem to understand the concept of a musical. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Blue Echo says with the two months says, "Whoa, Will is in 4K. Will is in a nice crisp 720p, but you can." Yeah. If it looks 4K to you, then that's great. You you can upscale that to 4K pretty easily. Oh yeah, with one of these guys. Yeah, it's on my desk right now. Whoa, it's Framemeister. <laughs> I never got that new thing. Everybody got. The hell was it called? Oh, uh, there's a new uh, retro tank. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the 5X now. I gotta get it has that. Has more ports and it does more things. This thing, I'm starting to not like it too much. Uh, it's it's the uh Meister? yeah i can't get audio out of it at least with the really? super nintendo yeah it's just not audio is just not happening that's weird you might have to like do something in the settings yeah and the settings are a pain in the ass on this thing yeah if you if you look up uh, i forgot the i forgot the one guy's name but if you look up frame meister settings for enter the system like there's forums and stuff mm -hmm. that'll tell you what to do and you can even like download uh custom settings for it I'll, I'll try that yeah uh we also got khalil jama who said with nine months who says uh keep up the good work oh thank you and spoopy girl with the 200 bits thank you all right now we're moving on to sony news real quick yes uh sony from their official blog, they have acquired Housemark, the creators of games like Resogun and more recently Returnal. Uh, so Resogun, awesome, loved Resogun. Resogun was great. Very it was, good it was like a little like PS4. Uh, it came out with the PS4. Um, yes, and it was like uh, it was like a really cheap tech demo for the PS4, showing mm -hmm. all the little particle, all the particles and all the stuff flying yeah. around uh that's kind of what house of mark is known for the particle effects and stuff and with uh returnal they showed more particle effects returnal didn't love returnal uh the game <laughs> mechanics are great but uh let a brother save you know yeah it's a very uh now that's a divisive game <laughs> yeah returnal yeah you either love it or you don't oh yes and people love it and hate it for the exact same reasons <laughs> yes Uh, what was it? Herman Hulst, the head of 
uh, PlayStation Studios. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome a new member to the PlayStation Studio family. I have been a fan of Housemark since the studio's early days when they introduced Super Stardust HD to the PlayStation fans. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves that the studio is one with incredible vision, capable of creating memorable new games that resonate with our community. This edition enhances the creative forces of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Housemark. Welcome to the family. And then there's the co-founder and managing director of Housemark saying, oh, we're happy to now be a part of the family. So Housemark's first game. Uh, oh, no, wait. They were called Bloodhouse first in 1993. A very 90s name. They made a game called Stardust and then a game called Super Stardust. That was for yes. the Amiga. The Amiga. I'm just going to stop it at Amiga. Um, <laughs> then the then they turned into Terramark. And they made in 1994, they made a game called Elf Mania for the Amiga. And then a canceled game. Uh, and then they turned into Housemark. They made Super Stardust, a uh, bunch of crap. Uh, Windows, DOS, uh, Xbox, Gizmondo. Yes. You never heard of that? No, sir. It, it's like an infamous uh, portable system that was like the, the the founder of the company had ties to the mafia, and that's how he was able to fund oh, it. Okay. But, yeah, it, this is like infamously one of the worst handhelds ever released. I have never heard of that before. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2007, Super Stardust HD, mm -hmm. uh, which is a PlayStation 3 title, Golf Tee It Up, Xbox 360, and I think that's the only. No, okay. So they also made they made a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to see what their ties are with 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 Sony. Uh, Outland, it's mostly just uh, Outland it's mostly just Super Xbox Stardust HD, Super Stardust HD, uh, Resogun uh and alienation it seems to go back to 2010 mm -hmm. uh dead nation was for all playstation consoles outland also came out for xbox 360 and windows and mac and linux and everything uh but after that it was all playstation next machina came out for windows also apparently yeah. Uh, that was developed and published by Housemark. Uh, so they, uh, they have kind of been a second party studio for uh, for PlayStation for a really long time now. It was kind of mm -hmm. just a matter of time before Sony ate them up. Um, so I guess that means that they liked what happened with Returnal. It was successful enough that they decided to to put a ring on it, as the kids say. Yeah, just make House Mark an official part of uh, the Sony the Sony family. But that's not all. Right oh, before not. we went live, I found this next article that says apparently Sony of Japan might have accidentally announced that they've acquired Blue Point Studios. <laughs> oh boy. Attached to the tweet announcing uh, PlayStation's acquisition of Housemark Games was a marketing image featuring Welcome to the Family along with Bluepoint's uh, Studios logo and the image of Demon's Souls nestled among other PlayStation Studio IP. 
The image was shared via PlayStation Japan's Twitter account and may have been planned for a later date. However, somebody could have uploaded the wrong image to the tweet. The tweet has since been deleted. However, screenshots of the tweet still remain. And here is a here is a tweet from Nabil saying, so apparently PlayStation Japan uploaded the wrong image with their first tweet on Housemark's acquisition. And it actually mentions a blue point acquisition. And, and that's it. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. It mentions a blue point acquisition? Well, like it's well, not it says, just the Welcome picture? To... It's not just the picture. So they say it in text. They say, well, in Japanese, they say yeah. blue point. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, it could just be the wrong picture. Some intern was probably like, oh, yeah, Demon Souls. Yeah, of course. That's a, that's a first party title. And it turns out, no. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, it says it right there. Yeah, blue well, point. Well, that's not just. Yeah, it says blue point in the picture. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's yeah. that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> blue point is most notable for their work on reimagining classic PlayStation titles such as Demon Souls on the PlayStation Five, uh, Shadow of the Colossus on PlayStation Four, and the remasters of both the God of War collection and the Nathan Drake collection. It's also rumored that they've been working on a match, uh, uh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid uh, remake. Yes. Yes. Uh, they have experience with Metal Gear Solid because I think they helped with the HD collection on 360 and PS3. You would they be did. correct. Yes. Uh, so they their first game was Blast Factor for PlayStation yeah. 3. Uh, then they did the God of War collection, the Eco Shadow of the Colossus collection, Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Uh, for Xbox 360, it says, which is weird. No, it's, uh, it's both. It kind of, like, overlaps in the picture. Okay. Uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale for the Vita. They did ports. Yes. They did yeah, ports they, and they collections. Were they were uh, a good port house. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they were a port house nonetheless. <laughs> Flower, they ported it to PlayStation 4 and Vita. Titanfall. Xbox 360, port of the original game released for Microsoft Windows and Xbox yeah. One. Oh, okay. Uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, like we just said. Gravity Rush Remastered. Forgot about that one. Shadow of the Colossus, the the remake. The remake. So a complete yeah. remake. Uh, and then finally, the Demon Souls remake. Mm -hmm. uh, the one for PlayStation 5 that was like the only uh, exclusive launch title on, on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, although it didn't come out like a week after the PlayStation 5 launched or something. I can, I can figure that uh, out. I don't remember. Uh, November 12th. That sounds like the day the PlayStation 5 launched. Yep, November yeah. 12th. Um, so, yeah, Bluepoint is another studio that had a lot of ties with PlayStation. And uh, mm -hmm. th 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 I'm a little scared about what this might mean for a potential Metal Gear Solid remake. I hope that they wouldn't just cancel that because of the acquisition. I hope that they it would might make least, it a, if they make it a, Sony make exclusive, it a PlayStation exclusive, yeah. I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't care. That's fine with me. I, I think metal gear has been synonymous with PlayStation, even though it wasn't necessarily, you know, yeah. well, I mean, well, I mean, metal gear solid. How long was that exclusive to the PlayStation one? Uh, well, metal gear solid had a PC port. That's what I'm talking when about. That came out. Not, not well, maybe like a year or so. I mean, back back then, PC port, you know, didn't mean the same thing as it does now. Uh, um, 
So... Oh, it's not... Oh, Microsoft Windows 2000. So two years after it came out on the PlayStation, oh, wow. it, it got a PC port. Yeah. Uh, and also, Metal Gear Solid 2 was a... Uh, was, uh, exclusive to the playstation 2 um well metal gear solid 2 was and the original version and then there was substance which was uh, also on the xbox ah okay okay yeah. so yeah metal gear has been synonymous with playstation but not necessarily exclusive maybe maybe right. some time exclusive situations yeah um um but well that said metal gear solid and metal gear solid 4 guns of the patriots have a especially guns of the patriots has a lot of playstation specific references in it right like there's a part in the game where otacon tells you to switch discs and then he goes oh wait you don't have to switch discs we're playing on a playstation 3 yeah but then twin snakes had a lot of gamecube specific references right <laughs> so like fair, fair they, point they don't well, really they remade that game completely for the gamecube yeah, I'm. I'm saying I'm not sure that uh, the developer really cared so much about uh, the system that they were on. They just wanted to make themselves at home, really. Right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I hope that we would still get a Metal Gear if it's happening. I mean, it's good. It, this is good news for both House Mark and uh, and Blue Point. Uh, this just means. Uh, they're more official now and probably some more money. They, they've already been kind of working under PlayStation anyway, so it's really not that big of a deal yeah. to them. Um, but, but does this mean they'll be able to do like their own things or are they going to continue to be a porthouse? Are, I, are they just going to do remakes and remasters of classic games? I think Housemark will be able to do whatever they want because they PlayStation yeah. knows they're good for it. I think that Bluepoint is now finally just proving themselves. Like, Demon's Souls was the first, like, big remake that they got to do. Like, the other remakes... Yeah. Well, Shadow of the Colossus also. Shadow of the Colossus might have been the first big remake that they that they had to well, do. No, I mean, because the Nathan Drake... Well, maybe, because they, they have uh, completely redid the controls and stuff. But the Nathan Drake collection, they got three games over on to a, a completely different system. Yeah, but that wasn't as big of a remake. Right. That was kind of just a port, you know? Or a remaster, yeah. I'm sorry. Shadow of the Colossus was a complete remake. And then Demon yeah. Souls is like a whole nother level of remake. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they only recently sh showed what they were uh, capable of. Um, yeah. I think they're totally capable of developing their own game now. Uh, but PlayStation could also be like, hey, we got a lot of remakes we need to make. So uh, yeah, uh, we're going to buy these people up to be our remake house. <laughs> <laughs> It's also possible they just kind of like Blue Point maybe like made a Metal Gear Solid or like a, like a pitch for it, and nothing ever happened with it. That's that's yeah. possible, and that's what leaked, and I mean, that's what all the rumors are talking about. Yeah, I mean Konami doesn't seem to be in any rush to make a new Metal Gear Solid game or like a Metal Gear Solid game that takes any sort of effort. True. True. And there were other rumors about a Metal Gear Solid uh, from yeah. Uh, with with kojima involved somehow uh i don't know i don't know how i feel about there, that I think. well there was rumor that like sony was gonna buy the rights and just give it to kojima there's also a game that uh was announced 
at the PlayStation event. Uh, for no, yes, I don't remember. Uh, there was a, there was a game announced recently that uh, some by some unknown developer, and everyone's thinking that it's a Kojima game, like that he's pulling the whole Moby Dick oh, thing again. Yeah, because um, they thought it was like a Silent Hills. Yeah, it, uh, it looked restart, like, but it wasn't. It was. It, it looked like something Kojima might be using to like uh like and he'll come yeah. out and be like oh gotcha it's a it's a Metal Gear ha yeah uh, but anyway uh we got more news uh any more notifications yes. no uh it is time everybody to talk about Kazuya and Smash I think he's out yeah. right now. I think he like just came out. Well, actually, you know what? I'll be uh, able we'll to be tell you. Will be available in game starting. Yeah, starting today. Let's see real quick. I'm just gonna go to AJ's Twitch. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Let's see. Let's see, they got playing. They gotta let you pin people you want to watch. Can't you just search for him? No. Oh, I guess I could. <laughs> Fanatics 4. He is not live, but Fatality Falcon is. Oh, I clicked on MK Leo by accident. Uh, I mean, this Nintendo Life article says that he will be available starting uh, Tuesday, the 29th of June. The thing is, they don't tell you when. Mm. So... And it's usually around now. You, you know, it's usually nine o'clock. So in five minutes, in five minutes, yeah, there there's you potential go. that Kazuya will be in Smash. Yeah. I don't see him. Yeah, he's not on MK Leo's uh, screen right now, and and okay. he would be. He would be down here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Right. Does he not have all the characters unlocked? He must be playing on someone else's Switch. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to the guy, there are a lot of characters to unlock. He's the world's greatest uh, Smash player. <laughs> Get all the characters unlocked. Anyway, um, I'm going to leave that open in, in case uh, mm -hmm. it happens. Uh, anyway, uh, Nintendo Life, because you're using Smash. This was the big reveal that happened uh, at uh, the Nintendo Direct a week and a half ago. Yes. Uh, and now he, we got a, we got a 45 minute presentation from Masahiro Sakurai talking about it. I didn't watch it because here's my, here's my stance on, on these stupid presentations. Uh, I, I understand there's a lot of people who are really into that stuff and, and there's a lot of theory crafting that can be involved. Like you see that all, what all, what the character's capable of all of his moveset and whatever. And you can go, oh, wow, he's going to be crazy when he does this, or he's, it's going to be really hard to yeah. counter him with this character. All of all of the theory crafting is is usually wrong until the it gets released and this happened yesterday so if you just wait a day the public will get their hands on the character and you'll be able to see what he's actually capable of and how people yeah. use him in the real world so uh i didn't watch the 45 minute presentation because i'll just watch what the top players do with him and and we'll see what really happens what i usually like to do is i like to 
go into training mode, play as the character for a little bit, and then I like to fight against the character as like a CPU and see just see what happens. Um, and then I go online and see what happens. Uh, and I usually get destroyed every time. Anyway, uh, Kazuya, the latest fire to be added to Smash Bros. Ultimate as a DLC character will be available in game starting from Tuesday, the 29th of June, probably 9 o'clock, probably in two minutes from now, uh, or from Wednesday, the 30th, for those in uh, Europe. It's been confirmed. The news was shared today by series director Masahiro Sakurai, who detailed the new fighter in a new presentation. Debuting more than 25 years ago in the original Tekken game, Kazuya Mishima is one of the most recognizable faces in the story the fighting game series, uh, period. <laughs> Kazuya moves from <laughs> the arenas of Tekken, where players must understand the space between characters and focus on where to hit their opponents in a 3D plane, to the battlefields of Smash Brothers Ultimate, where players must attack their foes through 2D heights and distances. Because of this change in gameplay dimensions, uh, Kazuya shows off a special skill set in Smash Bros. Ultimate when compared to his Tekken roots. And then there's a tweet from Nintendo of Europe that says, this will be your burial ground. And then here he is. Uh, oh my God, it's his final smash. It looks yeah. crazy. He's got lasers shooting out of every bit of his body. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the character will arrive alongside the already announced version 12 update and will be available to buy as part of Smash Ultimate's Ultimate Fighter Pass version 2 or volume 2. Or as a standalone fighter, only one DLC fighter is still to be released, meaning that we'll finally we're finally nearing the end of Nintendo character editions. Yes. And then it says uh, and Sakurai confirmed that the next one will be the last new character. Yes, I uh put that in another link, I think. Yeah. Okay. Smash Bros. director Masahiro Sakurai was has reiterated that work on Ultimate will end this year and fighter number 82 will be the last fighter. So that's the next fighter. It's penultimate DLC fighter Kazuya will release tomorrow. And here's the tweet from Nintendo of America. It says, The ice-cold air of the Mishima bloodline is yours to control when uh, Kazuya releases as the DLC fighter for Smash Bros. Ultimate on 629. Purchase fighter pass volume two to receive the fighter immediately after its release and then you got little pictures of how cool he looks uh from what i'm hearing uh he looks pretty op from from the yeah. from the uh sakurai presentation every single dlc character that comes out is op when they come out <laughs> they're always like broken in some weird way the, with the exception yeah. of uh minecraft steve He's got some bullshit, but for the most part, he kind of sucks. Um, uh, where am I? It's it's nine o'clock. I don't see oh. uh, I don't see uh, friggin' MK Leo playing as uh, as Kazuya anytime soon. What the, what the hell, man? The hell, world's dude. best Smash Brothers player, in my ass. <laughs> um. Anyway. I wanted to say something else about this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, version 12.0 update will also be released. Uh, usually with these updates, they change a lot of stuff about a lot of characters. So your favorite character might yeah. be buffed or nerfed. That's mm -hmm. kind of going to be a big deal to a lot of people. 
there was one thing in particular that people were saying was really OP about this character. I think he, I think you just need to, you need to time them out. You need to stay away from him because his movement isn't that great. Uh, yeah. But I mean, if you're anywhere near him, you're probably just going to get comboed to death because he, he's a mm-hmm. freaking Tekken character. Um, so anyway, uh, I'd like to play as him, try him out a little bit. I doubt I would ever pick him up. I haven't even played Smash too much recently, so I don't know. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how much experience I'm going to get with this guy. Uh, yeah. But th- th- when they announced Kazuya, uh, Sakurai pulled out a uh, Sakurai pulled out a picture. You know, he does those like daily. He does those like daily uh, a smash pick of the day. That's what it's yes. called. He did one when uh, Kazuya came out or was announced, um, and it was a picture of all the fighting game characters like next to each other. Yeah, here it is. Uh, yeah, it and, was like Ryu, Ken, Terry Bogart, and Kazuya. And a lot of people are kind of were kind of bummed when this was the character that was announced because it's Tekken. Tekken's not like you know, I mean he's a big deal in the fighting game community, but he's not I mean, a Tekken's big deal a... to. Yeah. Tekken's a big franchise. Tekken's like one of the longest running fighting game franchises out there. I mean, it's just, I think it's just as big of a deal as like Ryu or Terry being in there. So it's not a big deal in the circles that I run in, but I know okay. that it's a big deal in the fighting game community and, and you know, right. the, the, in video games at large. So when I yeah. saw this picture, it kind of put it into perspective for me because this kind of reminds me of the picture of Sonic, Mario, uh, Mega Man and Pac-Man all on the yes. s- screen at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yes, this is a very big deal, putting all of these fighting yeah. game characters into one game with all of these other wacky characters going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is really cool to see. Um, I'm interested to see how he's going to play. I also kind of, like, I, I've been wanting to play one of these characters with my little uh, uh, fight pad and see how that goes, yeah. because... Uh, other smash brothers doesn't lend itself well to a fight pad like that but these right. characters typically play as they do in the original game so that, yeah. that might, it might they were made for cool. a fight pad i think terry bogart specifically might be really good with the fight pad yeah uh i actually kind of like tekken uh i played it in an arcade like a year or two ago mm-hmm. um uh, our friend jerry is really he really likes tekken uh he broke a few playstation controllers because of tekken <laughs> Uh, and I played him in in the arcade at round one, yeah. and I lost the first round. And I was like, "We're going again!" And I gave him a swipe <laughs> on the little card. And then we went again, yes. and I kicked his ass. And then I went again, and I kicked his ass. So I won the two out of three. But I did that because I had to learn how to play the game. I've never played the game before. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, to download him basically. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not I've I've played Tekken, but I'm not as familiar with it as I am like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or um virtual fighter even but um yeah no it's 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 up there it it deserves to be in smash brothers lenosis in the chat says bob there's smash hitboxes for smash make a video oh gee i didn't know that i didn't know they made hitbox controllers for smash crazy i didn't know leffen has like a billion videos on it it's crazy um Anyway, there's more Smash news here. Uh, yes. There's uh, Me Fighters. Yes. And they're all uh, wacky and crazy. Yep. Hold on. Uh, we got Dante from the Devil May Cry series. We got the the Dragonborn from Skyrim. 
We got Shantae of the Shantae series, who oh. also comes with a musical track, and Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know who the hell that is. Um, yeah. This upset a lot of people. Yes. Uh, because I, it, it means that Dante can't be in the game. Yeah. It, it means you're stuck. You have to custom make your own Dante. And, and also, too, Dante, uh, this me fighter is specifically a sword fighter. Uh, and Dante, famously, doesn't just use a sword. He also uses his twin pistols. And this means that he doesn't get twin pistols by default. So you're not really getting the full range of possible Dante moves. Well, that's a kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, of note here, Fatality Falcon is downloading an update. So uh, the update might be out right now for, for, for all of this stuff. Uh, Shantae, it's pretty cool seeing some representation at all. I think that upset people yes. too because people wanted Shantae in the game. But I think I think yeah. this is plenty. Um, <laughs> and the Dragonborn is pretty cool. Uh, we also already yeah. have uh, Vault Boy. So we're getting a we got enough we oh, got that's a right, decent we do, amount yeah. of Bethesda uh, representation in in Smash Brothers. Um, I think Mii fighters are great. I I thought yeah. for a while I thought uh, that Kazuya was a Mii fighter, but he wasn't. Uh, it was a different Tekken character. Oh, was there a different Tekken character already? Yes, uh, as a Mii fighter. Um, but uh, Kazuya I think was a spirit. We've seen spirits get announced yeah, as, as characters like a, before. There's a million. Heihachi was the uh, the Mii fighter. Yes. Yeah. Kazuya's uh, father. Yes, yes. He looks a lot like Kazuya. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is probably... We're probably not seeing a Dante. I think the last character needs to kind of be... A, a friggin' banger! It needs to. It needs to be a crazy like like drop, you know. I feel like the next character is going to be a Nintendo character. Yes, but who from <laughs> Nintendo? I don't know. It's gonna be friggin' uh uh, Magikoopa. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they announced P Piranha Plant? Like it, yes. it's gonna be something like that. It's just to troll yeah. everybody. I, I mean, if they wanted to really give it to the fans, it would be Sora from Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Uh, I don't think anybody actually cares about uh, Gino from uh, from Super yeah. Mario RPG. Yeah, I don't think. A, a while ago, there was Gino. A while ago, there was that list of uh, characters that everybody wanted from Smash. They, they they held votes in Japan, America, and Europe. I mean, they yeah. probably held votes in a lot of different regions, but that was the all, the lists that I saw. And Gino was only popular in America and a little bit in Europe. I think it's because it's a fucking meme that, that yeah. people watch Gino <laughs> in Smash. Same thing with Waluigi. But Sora was on the list for all three of them. Um, so I think that has potential, although it's probably tied up in a lot of uh, licensing issues. Uh, no, because it's, it's Square Enix and... Like Sora, I don't think Disney owns Sora. I think that they might own a little bit of it. I've been saying that there was going to be a Monster Hunter character, and now I don't know because this last one needs to yeah. again be a banger. I don't know if Crash Bandicoot would uh, would be the banger, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, 
Crash Bandicoot seems like an obvious one, but I don't know. I don't know if they would do it. I really, I really have no idea that it could go really any which way, but it needs to yeah. be a banger. It can't be a dud. <laughs> what, what if it's like Master Hand? I, th- I like was going to say something like that. Like, like yeah. that would actually be really cool. Or, or like the, or like the God character from like a brawl. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like as a character, not so much for like the franchise, but I think that might be cool. Yeah. Or, or. It's Sakurai himself. Now that would be dope. Yeah. Uh, we have Fatality Falcon up here playing. Uh, he's yeah, he, he's in the game now. And there, he, there's Kazuya right there. And then Miyamoto, Eiji Awanuma are me fighters. Yes. <laughs> Trying to see. Oh, AJ just went live. Uh. So anyway. Uh, that's that for, for, yeah, that's that for, uh, yeah, for Smash Bros. news. I'll leave this up for a little bit. Uh, okay. AJ seems to be in the game, but he's not playing right now. Uh, anyway, notification time. We got Bloody with 10 months. Football's coming home. What does that mean? Is that, are you trying to activate my, like, uh, my, like, JFK saying? uh my my winter soldier saying what do you call it anyway yeah. j cj gabriel with seven months great job as always boys thanks dude appreciate you uh he's saying that england won a soccer game oh, oh congratulations oh my god the combo game jesus christ dude <laughs> this guy's gonna be yeah that's a that's a fighting game move <laughs> i mean i know tekken has a lot of hits done that's probably what's going yeah. on here uh that's gonna break smash brothers if there's yeah oh man oh god poor falcon dude <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be i'm not touching yeah. him tonight i don't want to maybe tomorrow um <laughs> well what happened with uh with hockey I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> EA is pulling four classics from GOG. No, 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 uh, And no, only one no. will be totally delisted. You skipped, you skipped Mario Golf. Oh, I didn't play Mario Golf, so. Mario Golf Super Rush came out last yes. Friday, Will. And the game and is, how is it? awesome. I really like it, even though... It's getting bad scores. Well, I mean, it's got a Metacritic of Isn't 73. It? It's got a Metacritic of 73. Because which... I've been seeing, I've been hearing a lot of like, this is the best me- uh, Mario sports game in years. I know a... a lot of like more recent Mario sports games have been like kind of lukewarm uh, reception. It's a good Mario sports game. Yeah. Uh, I liked, okay, so the multiplayer awesome having a lot of fun playing this game with other people uh Mm -hmm. there's three different modes there is the regular golf which is the best mode just regular old golf and it is not really much difference from regular old golf you get a super move every once in a while and that's really it you get like a meter that fills up and then each character has a different special move um right and that's yeah that's that's the only gimmick that there is uh then there's the the super rush mode 
where uh, you just you just you know it, it's it's a free for all. Everybody gets to hit their shot at the same time, and you run after your ball, and you just try to get in the the, the hole as quick as possible. Um, also, some of the courses are wacky, but honestly, I haven't played any of the wacky courses. I've only ever played like the first couple of courses. Right. Um, this is on screen right now is the speed golf mode, the rush mode that I just said. Uh, and yeah, you that has a lot of weird gimmicks, and it's kind of like Mario Kart, how you can like really screw somebody over. And if you're in the lead, uh, the next time the ne- on the next hole you get to shoot last there's like a little timer that counts down so if you're in the lead it nerfs you a little bit so you can get mario carded in in the uh oh wow in the uh rush mode and then there is uh the uh what do you call it like the like the battle golf mode which is kind of cool that's the most mario Kart of all of them there's like uh, hazards and stuff there's like bombs that go off uh there's different holes in the arena, and if you get it in a hole, the hole goes away. So if two people are going for the same hole, and one of them gets it, the other one's just screwed. Um, right. So that that's kind of hectic, but I think the best mode is just a regular old golf. But then there's the single player, which I don't think is very good. There's like an adventure mode uh, where you yeah. like have your little like clubhouse and whatever, and uh, it's not good. I also heard it's very short. I remember playing uh, the Mario Golf for the 3DS, and I I liked it a lot. I remember playing it on a flight and getting really pissed off at the game, but uh, I did enjoy myself for the little time that I had it, uh, and I kind of like the single player that more. But uh, I only dabbled a little bit in the single player this game. There's a lot of talking, and I don't like to read, so it's just mashing A the whole time. I forgot what Mario Golf was with the name of it, but I think it's a, it's a Game Boy Color Mario Gar- Golf. Uh, the World Tour, no, not World Tour. It was a Mario Golf Golf Advance. There was a Mario Golf game that was on a Nintendo handheld. One of the games was Color, and people really like it because it had a full fledged RPG in its single player. Mm-hmm. And I think people were kind of hoping that the adventure mode and Super Rush was a callback to that like a, a very full featured um rpg centered around golf right uh it's definitely you... not it's not okay uh i honestly i didn't really get too into it but from what i understand it's just it's a lot of just talking to random people and uh yeah like around the clubhouse and then playing the game um i'm hearing it's not great i also heard it was two hours long but that seems like a lie i'm looking on how long to beat.com and it says uh it says seven and a half hours or if you want to do main plus extras eight and a half hours and then completionist yeah. doesn't say um so i don't know it, basically what i'm trying to say is this game's awesome i might be biased because i love golf games um but it's only awesome if you're going to play this game with friends. I don't think you're going to have a good right. time playing this in single player. Uh, I saw some other people knocking on the game for other various reasons. Uh, sorry, my hard drive is filling up again. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just I just think it's a good time if you have a crew to play with. Or even just one other person to play with. It, it it'll It'll be a good time. Uh, 
So, so yeah. If, if, if you're on the fence about getting it, I mean, it is $60, so it is a lot. Uh, but if you're on the fence about getting it, you got to have at least one other person to have a good time. And the online's pretty good. I, I know I know, Nintendo's not, you know, known for their best online compatibility. But, uh, I mean, it's golf. So you take turns anyway. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like somebody with low ping is going to ruin the game for everybody. Right. Um. Anyway. Get it if you want to try out Mario Golf. Next, we got EA delisting games from GOG. Yes. Uh, some classic PC games, including the fantastic and historically important Ultima Underworld series, are being removed from GOG on June 28th. The games are on sale for the next for next to nothing ahead of their removal. Yesterday, a member of the GOG team posted a notice that on Monday, June 28th at 1 p.m., um, Ultima Underworld 1 and 2, Syndicate Plus, and Syndicate Wars will be delisted. For folks who already own the games, they will still appear in your digital library. However, after that date, you will no longer be able to purchase the titles on GOG. Once Monday arrives, it will only be legally possible to buy these games on EA's own Origin Store. However, Syndicate Wars in particular doesn't currently seem to be available on Origin or any other digital storefront, so it will be near become near impossible to obtain and play through official channels. There's still a chance EA will re-release these titles so, uh, elsewhere, perhaps Steam or the Microsoft Store. Heck, maybe EA gets real wacky and puts them out on Ubisoft's Uplay storefront. But the lack of word from EA about why these games uh, were taken down or or when or if they'll return to other stores leaves the future of these classics, specifically Syndicate Wars, up in the air. Uh, GOG is generally a great way to obtain classic PC games and have and have them all in one nice place. But it all take all it takes is a regime change at a publisher or a switch in business strategy, and suddenly these classic games can be ripped out of the stores. When a game ends up delisted from every storefront, as it seems to be the case with Syndicate Wars, then you have a problem. Hopefully, the impressive Ultima Underworld games and the classic Syndicate duology will return to more digital storefronts sooner than later. It seems very odd for EA to make these old games exclusive make these old games exclusive in 2021 if you're not keen on origin you have until june 28th to pick them up uh on gog which means if you didn't pick them up on gog uh you're out of luck uh i've never heard of any of these games before will you've really never heard of any of these games nope ultima underworld rings a bell but i i, I look i'm looking at it and i have no idea ultima underworld uh i know syndicate uh was one of the the first games by Peter Molyneux was, uh, I think it was a tactical or a, a top-down tactical RPG um, that EA tried to remake a few years ago as a first-person shooter, and everybody said that, that was a bad idea, and everybody was right. It's a <laughs> shit game. Um, uh, I, this could I be remember. because EA has other plans for the, these franchises. Maybe they want to release a collection I... or something. I don't know. Oh, there was that rumor a while ago that EA uh, was going to announce a new game and a classic ip and everybody just assumes it's uh dead space mm -hmm. so it very well could be either ultima underworld or um syndicate doubtful dead space I highly doubt it i mean it's classic to some people it's like how blink yeah, xbox, classic 360 rock. Is, X xbox 360 is retro now that's true that's true yeah and yeah dude blink 182 classic rock we're old we're old <laughs> fucks um 
what's the yeah, deal Ultima with God? Underworld. Ultima Underworld was one of like the first like first person viewpoint video games. Don't that's why I remember it. it. It predates Wolfenstein. Don't people don't developers not like Gog? Because doesn't really know. buy like pre-owned like licensed keys for games and stuff. No, that you might be thinking of Green Man. No, something's no, up with Gog. Gog. It... They're they're owned by CD Projekt. That might be it. People, I think people don't like Gog for some reason. I know, I know that they're very much. Um, they like they don't have DRM on any of their games. Mm -hmm. You download them and you just have them. Um, oh, people were mad because there was that game Devotion that had mm -hmm. that uh, had that reference that was critical of the the head of the Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> and so it was like banned in China. Uh, uh, Sui Kagara. Uh, Kagua says, uh, uh, wait, where'd it go? Gog has no DRM, which is great for preserving software, but also to just copy games around. I think that's why developers don't like Gog. Yes, but I mean, like, everybody's got games on Gog. It's, it's a great place for, like, you know, games you don't really care about, you don't think are going to make a lot of money, you just put them there, mm -hmm. make whatever, you know, whatever money you can. Because like a lot of the old Lucas, LucasArts Star Wars games are on COG. You can't get them anywhere else. Uh, beginning April 2015, GOG.com began to offer DRM-free downloads to holders of game keys from boxed copies of, game, of select games whose DRM validation systems no longer operate. Examples are the Stalker series and Master of Orion series. Over $1.7 million of retail game purchases have been redeemed through this system by November 2017. That sounds great, honestly. Yeah. Uh, FCK DRM initiative, which I think is fuck DRM initiative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GOG created an anti-digital rights management program called Fuck DRM. Uh, the homepage of the initiative offers links to websites of de defective by design the EFF bandcamp itch.io wikisource project gutenberg and other policies so it sounds like this is a great uh it sounds like gog is great i just think yeah. that developers don't like them because it's 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 potential for it's kind of, it kind of sounds like uh the same reason developers don't like or i'm sorry the same reason publishers don't like gamestop because they're reselling yeah. used games but gog isn't hurting uh consumers <laughs> like gamestop yeah. kind of hurting consumers a little bit by doing that yeah uh, oh g2a well, also, is also, the shady one that that people are talking yes about. yes okay glad we cleared that up uh I'm, I'm looking now. Usually Wikipedia says like, uh, you know, controversy or whatever. Yeah, the only controversy that's on the Wikipedia page is the the issue over devotion. That was for GOG, but for G2A. Yeah. Riot Games sponsorship ban, tiny build allegation, gearbox partnership, product key fraud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, 
what do we got that's it for that uh yeah. that's weird and i don't know what to think of that i mean ea is weird yeah and, uh, uh, i mean we talked about like a while ago when the playstation 3 store was going to close down how they were going to lose all of these games and people freaked out about it mm -hmm. um this is just a small scale version of that basically you know you have these games that do have big fan bases that are just going to disappear and you're not going to be able to play them and there's going to be no access to them, no legal access to them next up we have this little bit i didn't know about will you're breaking it to me right now <laughs> we got a nintendo switch, switch gets a train a... controller can't wait for your video on this <laughs> i need to get it uh train simulators are cool they're cool for a number of reasons including the fact that trains are excellent but perhaps most importantly those sims don't allow players the chance to conduct them but also buy a rad controllers the first Densha de Go. Was Densha de Japan. Go. Densha was... de Ikimasho. That means, it was released that means train go. <laughs> released in 1996 in Japanese arcades, the game arrived on the PlayStation 2 the following year. Since then, it spawned a slew of realistic simulators, cool peripherals, and impressive arcade releases. The game got a new release in 2017, Densha de Go, with two exclamation points, uh, and it was packaged in a train-like cabinet. Inside, there were realistic controls, a touchscreen, and multiple monitors. It was a simulator where the point was to conduct the train from one station to the next. Then, in December 2020, the arcade game was ported to the PS4 and the Switch as, Bob, Densha de Go. Yeah, the Hash Hashiru Yamote. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashiru Yamanote Sen. Uh, and included the entire Yamanote line. You got that. You're good. <laughs> Yamanote line and other new content. Uh, dubbed Densha Densha Dego. Dego. Dedicated one handle controller for <laughs> Nintendo Switch. This new peripheral aims to realistically recreate the sensation of operating a train. The levers that control a train are notched and locked in place, and this controller is outfitted with a series of internal gears. This makes operate, operation intuitive and means that experienced players don't have to keep looking at the controls base to see what gear they're in. Instead, they can simply click them into place. It is a very nice, very detailed controller. According to Famitsu, this is the first time in 14 years that a Densha de Go Densha controller de Go. has been. It's the first time in 14 years that a controller for this game has been on sale. Um, the controller looks to be fairly complicated with a braking mechanism and gears to change speed. On the base of the controller, there is also uh, face buttons for easy input as well. Uh, you can check out the promo in the clip below. Watching it now. Uh, the dedicated one-handle controller for Nintendo <laughs> Switch will be released on August 8th in Japan. It is priced at 14,850 yen, which is about 134 American dollars. No word on an international release. This is not getting an international release. I couldn't help but notice you, you skipped the last Densha Dego. <laughs> now, as, as Suki Gaura point points out uh, in the chat, that literally means... Uh, Train, go buy train. <laughs> Densha train, de buy, and then the English yeah. word for go. Uh, 
So it's a train game, and I still don't know what this freaking game looks like. Uh, but it's got a nice controller. There's been a million Densha Dego games. <laughs> that doesn't uh, surprise me. Uh, that's crazy. And here's what the arcade looked like. Damn, dude, it's like a legit <laughs> like like cockpit of a train. Even the yeah. seat and everything. Yeah. Uh, I want this. So, like, the the inside looks really complex. There's all these gears and stuff. I bet you it feels yeah. really good. But it doesn't look that good. It looks like a hunk of plastic, honestly. It does look like just a big piece of plastic. It doesn't look anything uh, more advanced than, like, a typical, like, an arcade fight stick, I guess you could say. Um, but I'm sure it's 134 U.S. dollars. I'm sure it's got to have some sort of technology in there to make it, you know, essential for playing this game over using Joy-Cons. Oh, wait. I just saw PlayAsia. Where is it? Where is it? Go by train. Uh, oh, wait. Pre oh. Pre-order. Oh, wait, I can just buy it. Well, that's the game. That is the game. Oh, piss. You, you want the... I mean, I want the game too. I wanted to see if the game was on the eShop. Um, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch eShop. Nintendo Life, Nintendo Life, Nintendo everything. I mean, I guess I got to write it in Japanese, don't I? No, it is in according Japanese. To, according to the Wikipedia for the first version of the game, uh, by the standards of later titles, the game was very strict. Very is italicized. <laughs> Demanding that users memorize routes. This strictness was caused by the fidelity of the PS1 and PC versions to the arcade version, where it was generally hopes normal users would not play for more than a few minutes per payment for economic reasons. Damn. I'm going to hate this game. Uh, but I do want to try it. That, I, I want to try this friggin' weird controller. Yeah. When, when I saw the headline of the article... Nintendo Switch is getting a train controller. I was expecting like this thing to look like the freaking Steel Battalion Xbox controller. The yeah, you know the three, the three like yeah. like three section setup and everything, yeah. foot pedals and stuff. And no, it's not like that. Yeah, slightly disappointing. But uh, and this thing's gonna be expensive. I mean, play Asia. Still, it's it's rare we see like wacky specialty controllers like this. Yeah, it's so, true. I think. You know, we don't even see DDR dance pads anymore. Yeah. But uh, I, th I think a, tr a train controller is definitely worth mentioning. You're right. I, I, I mean, I do want to, if I can get my hands on it, I will make a video on it because uh, it yeah. sounds like a, like a cool idea. And you, and you have to do what everybody did with specialty controllers. You have to try to play Tony Hawk. <laughs> Tony that. Hawk? Don't you Back in my Souls? day... Or Dark Souls, yes. But, I mean, back in my day, everybody tried to play Tony Hawk on a DDR pad. I've actually tried playing Tony Hawk on a DDR pad. It is not fun. I'd imagine. It's mostly because you just drift to the left. Uh, that's all the news, right? It's everything. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, then it's that time, Will. It is that time. The tweet of the week uh, was demanded by Will. Because 
<laughs> it was just too funny to not to not bring up. So uh, it is Sonic the Hedgehog tweeting Sonic the Hedgehog a thread, and it's Sonic, and then a blue spool of thread. <laughs> yes, and then Roger Craig Smith, voice actor, the voice of Sonic of Sonic, adding or replying to this tweet with Fozzie Bear laughing the into a just going ah ah. <laughs> uh, that's implying that's a good time. It's a bad joke. <laughs> That's a real knee slapper there, Will. It's, it's great. I love it. You can all shut up. <laughs> now it is time for a bit of an unboxing. Um, this what I thought this would be important because we talked about this on the show. Uh, this okay. is just the uh, charger part of the pink xbox controller that i got so so we talked about the uh what are they huh. called the the design lab the xbox design yes. lab um and you could get uh uh one of these the charge station for the controller uh it, i mm -hmm. mean i mean it looks like uh it looks like this yeah out of the box you can't really see it uh this is a black one uh of note it looked like these were these new ones. It looked like they were uh it looks like these are the same ones for the Xbox One and that they might be different colors than the actual controllers. Okay. We don't know yet. Um it actually says Xbox One on here. It doesn't say series at all. Oh, and it says Xbox Design Lab on it, but it's clearly yeah. it's clearly an Xbox One controller, not a series controller. So they might update it later. We might have gotten screwed here. Hmm. So this pink might not be the real pink. This says retro pink. I don't know what okay. I don't remember what mine was called. Why don't you look that up while I'm doing this? I got um, it. Yeah. But the biggest question we had was whether or not we would get the Xbox Series style backplate or both. Or, or, or I'm sorry, we might get just the Xbox One style backplate, or we might get both the Xbox One and the Series style uh, backplates. So uh, I'm gonna open this bitch up with my giant knife here. So two things. According to the website, it is retro pink. The series one is retro pink. The series, yes. Okay, good. Two. Your box just says stand. Is it? Are you sure you got just the uh, a, a charging stand or just the regular stand? This might be just the stand, will, because it was only twelve bucks. I didn't know you could get a whole to yeah, do with uh, it. this. This company, I forgot. I keep yeah, no, you're right. Off. It's just a freaking stupid yeah. ass stand. Yeah, and it is a hunk of cheap plastic. Yeah, because I I have at least two of these for my Xbox controllers, but then I have a charging one that came in a much bigger box to hold the the charging brick and the battery. This is incredibly disappointing. <laughs> this isn't even cool. It's like a freaking uh, oh, that was the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's literally just a hunk of plastic. It's a good stand if you just need something cheap and easy to hold your xbox controllers you're not necessarily worried about charging them or whatnot this was twelve dollars um, will i mean 13 stands actually. are like stands are like you know getting expensive especially like charging stands 
I mean, it has to match the controller, so I get it, but like, yeah, I didn't see an option for the charge stand. Was there an option for a charge stand? I didn't see it at all. Where'd you get it? Where'd you get it on Amazon? No, I got it from the friggin' design lab because I Microsoft. wanted it to match my controller. That's the whole point, Will. All right, I'll see if I can find it. This was a failure. I'm mad about it. Here it is. Here's what it would look like if this was pink. It would match. It'd be cool, but uh, it's not the charged one. This one over here is the charged one. And then uh, the, it needs the back plate for the battery because uh, yeah, uh, and that's why it's really important for me to get the pink back plate so that I can have a. You know, so that it's flush. It's not. I don't have to put a black back plate. Actually, no. It would have to be a white back plate. Oh, that's that's a whole another problem. <laughs> I have a my controller has a white back. I think. Oh, so you would but need the. the I, I would need the stand to be pink, and the, and back, the back plate, plate to, be to be white. white. Somebody wants to trade with me, then. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of problems. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, Not I'm very well thought out. <laughs> no, I'm disappointed. Should I unbox this extreme rate stuff? Uh, PlayStation that Five. Stuff? PlayStation Five. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Just, yeah, might as well. Now, while you do that, I'm gonna look for um. The charge stand that you're looking for. <laughs> Just make sure we're not going to dox ourselves here. Well, it doesn't matter. It's the yeah. PO box, so we can dox the PO box. So Extreme Rate makes like little custom stuff for PlayStation controllers and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. So let's see what they got here. They hit me up on Instagram. And I uh, answered them and said, yeah, sure, I'm interested. And then I never told them what I wanted. So uh, who knows what ha what's going to happen here. Okay, so these are like uh, like red buttons, like metallic red buttons. Not the same. I mean, it's kind of a similar color to this, even though they would have had no idea that PlayStation was going to release these things. Uh, I have another, I have a, they gave me this, you know, this black part on the PlayStation 5 controller. They gave me just a yeah. red piece for that. So this is the same kind of red that was for that. Um, anyway, they gave me a lot of boxes here. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here's the red for the whole controller. Uh, metallic red instead of this like uh, raspberry kind of red. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with that. Uh, what else do we got? They have a light kit. Okay, so this is this they sent us this already. This is another this is the thing I was talking about. Um the 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 black part now red. So I guess I can make a, a fully red controller, which would be kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Uh now this is what I was interested in. This is to put paddles on the back of the controller. Oh. Is this a Damascus design? Now this would this looks like a major pain in the ass to do. Oh, it's got like a blood red design. I don't know how I feel about that. I know I've seen, away. I've seen like you can get back buttons for a P for a PS4 controller, not the official 
uh, back buttons that Sony made, but like you can add them up, like it's the third party one, but you have to keep their controller plugged in at all times to use it. Ooh, I don't think this is like that. Th this, okay. you, I think you have to solder something into the board. It comes with a little PCB and a ribbon oh, wow. cable. And, and you need the back plate because it's got the holes in the back for, for you to yeah. put the actual, uh, th th this is the actual paddle part. Yeah. It's, this is a complex mod, so. Uh, let's see what other designs they have. I'm not, not crazy about the blood red. Yeah. Because what if my hands bleed? Can then that's gross. At, you go to Microsoft's website, their digital Ooh, all, store, all the and you try to look for Xbox accessories. They're not under the Xbox category. You have to go to devices down to accessories and then find the xbox accessories they're not under games and entertainment like you think you will like you think it would be that's annoying and stupid will yeah it is very annoying very stupid so this is a red one which is cool it's the it's the red that the buttons were oh it's like a really cool red uh, again different than the actual playstation red yeah uh the freaking screws fell out of the it, it just screws everywhere uh, that's cool the at uh, the back paddles are the actual color red that's cool i'm gonna i might do that. that that'd be yeah i should buy a dual shock for this those i'm not gonna yeah not gonna those look like big shock yeah. yeah yeah they look they look very big uh i'll show you what it looks like finished on the internet at the end and they gave me a third one let's see here is this just black this is just black I might do the red if I ever actually do it. Oh, this is a nice, like, soft black. It's uh, yeah. not... I don't have the black one anymore, the the cosmic black. Uh, but it's oh, definitely yeah. not... This is like a matte finish black. That's kind of cool. This would get my uh, earwax all over it, though. And sweatiness <laughs> all over it. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty cool. I might do the red one. I'd have to buy a new... Uh, Dual shock controller though. I don't want to ruin the ones that I have already. Yeah. Uh, okay. They also have some light so, kits that I want to try. Maybe I'll buy some of their light kits. What do the light kits do? Just change they those make the look of the light bar. Or? They make the buttons light up. Oh, that's fancy. All right. So the company that made I'm back on the Xbox stands thing. Okay. The company that makes those stands is a company called. Uh, controller gear. Yes. And on Microsoft's website, they have a very limited color selection. The um, the stands you got, the pink one, mm -hmm. um, they only sell on Microsoft's website. They only sell it in black, and it's out of stock. All the other ones are forty to fifty dollars, and they're charging stands, and they come in a Damn. variety of colors, not pink. But at least the uh, series controllers come with two different backplates. The series controller stands come with two different right, backplates. Right. Okay. So you're saying that there's no colored uh, charge stance for the Series X? There. Well. Okay. So there is, but they're only for the controllers that Microsoft has already made. Okay. So so so, so I'm that, not going to pay. So that sh right. So that shock blue charge mm -hmm. stand. The sh that shock blue controller that they made, there's a charge stand for that. 
that red controller that they made, there's a charge stand for that. And that red controller has a white back. So the red charge oh. stand comes with a red charge stand, but a white back. Interesting. To match the red controller with the white back. So that would be kind of bad for you then. Yes. I would you, have to get the regular black stand. Because you got the red you got the red controller, yeah. but a different back. Yes. Or you say black? I got a black back. So I would have to get the black charge stand. You follow me? Or Did I, I could just you? swap my... I don't care about the back of this one that I have. You could just have my black back. I don't yeah. care. I'll, I'll put a red back on it. Um, anyway, on screen right now, I have the extreme rate, uh, what the paddles look like when they're finished, when they're on there. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just two paddles. Um but yeah, again, you, there's some modification required. You gotta friggin', I, there might be some soldering involved, honestly, and uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, it might also just be placing a ribbon cable. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to try it out and see what happens. Uh, you have a soldering iron <laughs> at home, at a parent's <laughs> house. I would need a new one. The, that that one kind of sucks. Yeah, this is what their light mod kit looks like. It's pretty cool. Kind of want to try something like that. They got some cool little modifications here at extreme rate. These I'd imagine are pretty easy. Uh, the 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 back plate. I don't know about that. That's actually you know what I kind of like this. Maybe I'll do this. Uh, oh, there you go. Like red. I mean, this is orange, but I could do red everything but yeah. leave the white sides. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. That's the end of that i just cut myself with my knife oh here we go this is a uh, another cool look they got a lot of cool looks here do whatever you want yeah that's the end of our unboxing uh now we talk to you people for a hot minute i got yes video. if you left a comment on last week's wolfden podcast over on the youtube channel youtube.com slash wolfden podcast this is the part of the show we will answer you but of course anybody watching at home please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else Yes, we got last week's Wolf Den Live. We got Jack O. Mahoney. Mahoney. Jack O. Mahoney. I think Sonic 06 is better than Sonic Forces. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, I'm on your side. <laughs> I need to play Sonic 06. I, I can't make an opinion yeah. yet. Trust me. Once you play Sonic 06, you'll understand. I'm telling you, I hated Sonic Forces, dude. I know you hated Sonic Forces, but... Sonic 06 is a very different kind of bad. Tevin Jones says, It really annoys me when people say Unleashed is half good and half bad because the Werehawk stages really aren't that bad. They're definitely the weaker part of the game, but bad is too strong of a word to describe them. Uh, they're bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been... They're, okay, you know, how about I've this? How about, how about they're just not good? How about that? <laughs> I've been fascinated by this revisionist history around Sonic Unleashed. Like, I saw something on Twitter. It was like, you know, people were wrong about Sonic Unleashed, and nowadays people understand that it's a good game. I'm like, do they? Yeah, I don't know. I, a, I should sure caveat. We had the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed. And to my understanding, that was not only just as good as the other ports, um, but in many cases, better. Oh, than the 360 or the PS3 version. Usually their the Wii ports was were bad. Yeah, no, I, I, this was a 
This was uh, just as good, if not better, because it dropped like an adventure mode that the 360 and the PS3 version had. Um, and you could play with a regular controller. You didn't have to use uh, Waggle or anything like that. Um, I am, I have been tempted because Sonic Unleashed is backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Um, and it's usually when it goes on sale, it is significantly on sale. I have been tempted to try that version just to see <laughs> because look i may i have my opinions about sonic games i have very strong opinions about sonic games but i am ultimately a sonic the hedgehog stan and i will go to great lengths just to see maybe i'm wrong about this one i'm probably right but i will i'm willing to give it a shot so the next time it's it's less than whatever it you normally goes for on the xbox live marketplace I will buy it and I will give it a shot. Becca Mullins with said Becca Mullins from last week's Wolf Den Live in the YouTube comments says, "100 percent right about there being too many tank levels in Arkham Knight." Thank you, Becca. Hate the tanks. The combat's so fun though. I love Arkham. What Knight. are you doing to me? I mean, I loved the Arkham series. Arkham Knight uh, couldn't do it. Arkham, it's I honestly don't think it's that bad or even that much of it you know most i mean most of the time you're in the batmobile it's, it's racing it's not no tank stuff there's two racing yeah. levels and those were good i liked those it's it's not it's not as bad as it, the problem is they front loaded a lot of the tank stuff and like that sort of like sours you for a little bit but as you keep playing the game like it's not as much as you think it is it's a, it's a lot and it's bad. I, I I got to the last tank level and I was like, forget it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I beat that game several times. I played all the DLC for it. I don't think I think the ending of the game is very bad, <laughs> but I think the game of itself is fine. Doesn't it end with it the tank level? Like, no. Isn't that the end? No, it ends in a weird, like, you play as the Joker and you're in Batman's mind. <laughs> ah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Cullen says, Will, what do you think of the new Spawn action figures releasing soon? Uh, they look very good. Um, mostly they're uh, high-quality redos of, like, the original Spawn figures, so, like, the Clown, Violator, and things like that. I really actually like the Gunslinger Spawn, and I might have to pick that up if I see it in Target. I it's think. a Target exclusive, though, so that means I probably won't How do I uh, find it before. How do I find uh, it? Uh, Google. Oh, right there. Up, up a little bit. Up. Uh, down. <laughs> this? I have to click uh, this? You, no, no, not those. There was his pre-order now. Okay. Those are them. The Violator, oh. Clown. I like this one. The Redeemer. Yeah. Like I think the violator is like fifty bucks though. Who is the violator? Oh, this guy. Yeah. Damn. Why is it fifty bucks? Is it you know massive? What? I think it's massive. Action figures have like gone up in price like very recently. Oh, A lot of them like the dramatically. Yeah. I think Gunslinger Spawn is a Target exclusive, which sucks because Target is the worst with exclusives. <laughs> and I had a bad experience with buying an action figure from them recently. Oh, we all know. We all know the story. Yeah. This does look sick. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, last one from last week's Wolf Den Live. Nope, I'm wrong. There's nope, two. we got two more. Alex says, I love the zero acknowledgement of Sonic Boom's existence. Well done. It deserves as much. The game sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played the do 3DS not acknowledge that E3, game. and uh, it, 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 I knew the second I played Apparently the second it. 3DS terrible. one is... A second, apparently the second 3DS game is substantially better, but it's still not worth acknowledging. Mm-hmm. And so, then William do not Wolf, acknowledge Sonic Boom. Oh, boy. Who, who is not you. He's no, father. He's the other one. It was all Sonic all the time in the Wolf Den. Hashtag Wolf Den Dead. Hey, he is 100% correct. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of Sonic going on. Uh, anyway, now we're talking to you people. Yes. In the chat, I mean. Dismantle OS, thank you for the 25 months. Appreciate you. Uh, Will, did you see this new Saints of Newark trailer? I actually saw it today. Yes, that looks that looks like a, it's going to be a good time. Not a not a happy-go-lucky good time, but it looks like it's going to be <laughs> um, a good continue. I, I guess it's a prequel to The Sopranos, but it looks like it's going to be a good continuation of that series. So I've never seen The it. Sopranos, and I kind of want to see this. <laughs> I I not I did not see as much as The Sopranos as I let on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends like love the sopranos and quote it all the time and i just sit there and i laugh because i don't want to let on that i don't watch as much as they think i do and the gunslinger spawn is sold out already right that's God what happens when you sleep it. on a kid who works at target help us out we yeah used to, we're we're part of you we used to work there yeah both of us uh any independence day plans i guess long weekends don't mean much to youtubers though uh i mean monday i'm gonna get back to work but uh plan yeah. on probably having people over on uh on sunday it's very nice uh, i'm seeing the i'm actually going too. to a friend's house on saturday to do uh said festivities you can't uh, make ribs oh nah, damn it <laughs> you're making ribs or he's making ribs he's making ribs i ain't making ribs is this kurt no, it's uh, Alex. Oh, okay. Am I back yet? Uh, you're on the info screen. There you go. Right. Uh, the non-collectors are driving everything up. They see everything has an investment, baseball cards, toys, etc. Says Clint Greasewood. Uh, you talk about the Vaynerchuk stands. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's everything, though. I mean... Oh, a big problem with figures is that you know every everything's just becoming more expensive, and they've been twenty dollars for years. Well, they got to find a way to keep up. Um, but also, the problem is that like you increase the price, but you decrease the amount of accessories the figures get. Like something like the Black Series, the Star Wars Black Series, you're lucky if you get a lightsaber in the kit. Uh Mimi Memes says, with the PSP online store closing in a few days, any games co- come to mind that you'd recommend getting on the platform? I don't think it's closing anymore. The PSP store is. Oh, Peace Walker. But, yeah, Peace That's Walker, it. probably. That's all I see. Um, yeah. You can still get PSP games on the Vita, and I think you can also buy them on the PS3. Not all of them, but like a lot of them. So I wonder if you if you buy a PSP game on the Vita... Is it then tied to your account? You can get it on the PSP. Oh. oh, are you saying you're not able? 
So this is the store on the PSP. On the PSP. So you yes. can still get PSP games on your Vita after this period. Correct. Okay. Yes. So this doesn't affect many people then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, if you have a PSP and you like your PSP and you don't want to go out and buy the UMDs for it, um, yeah, check out Peace Walker. Um, I've heard the Battlefront game on it is very good. Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, get a couple of UMDs. <laughs> yeah. He's, the UMD movies. Look, collect those. Uh, Edward says, what's, what do you think about tech time article that's been going around that claims Nintendo Switch Pro likely to support NVIDIA Tegra Orion chip with Black Knight? I don't know anything about this. Yeah. What's your opinion on A-Train all aboard tourism on Nintendo Switch? What the <laughs> fuck is that? It's another train simulator you gotta try out, Bob. What is this? Uh, it, it, it legit is another train simulator. Yeah. Uh, a much uh, simpler looking one. Well... This Good. It would be, like ri- it was... be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous to spend one hundred and thirty-four dollars on a controller for one game. <laughs> this looks like a friggin' uh, PS One game. It's yeah. all in Japanese, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It looks like there's a lot of Japanese too. Like yeah. I don't. I don't know what you want from me. Bob's gonna become a train streamer. All right. There you go. There's your niche. I'm not listening to any pro uh, Switch Pro rumors anymore. I think it's coming yeah. out. I think they'll announce it at the end of August, and that's and if they don't announce it then, yeah. then we're never going to get it. I think I think that's fair to that's fair to believe. It's on the Nintendo Switch eShop too. Oh, there's a lot of the A Train stands in here. Yeah. I see a lot of people really excited about the A Train game. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Tiny Carrot, hey, I know this is a game podcast, but I just wanted to ask, what do you say to a girl you have a crush on? Probably nothing. nothing. Probably wants to be you just, left you alone. You just cower in fear and run away. <laughs> we are not the people to ask. No. Um, uh, Still to, don't know how I got married, let alone had a, had a child. <laughs> she so. she bonked you over the head and then dragged you yeah, into exactly. a house together. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, we are not the people to ask. Uh, M. Schroeder, yeah. thanks for the nine months. Train Sim 2020 on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> there Small. was a Microsoft train simulator. Small so. Dog Mom says, show her your action figures. Yeah, that'll do it. That only goes so far. It only <laughs> goes so far. It's breaking the ice, dude. Yeah. Ladies love Mountain Dew Baja Blast. That is a fact. That is, that that is that is very much correct. I watched a video that was like ten minutes long the other day. Yeah. About an old like, is an old forum post. I don't remember what forum. It was like pre Reddit. Um, mm-hmm. There's a story about a guy who said, "I'm finally doing my dream. I have rigged a backpack with a funnel with like a like a tube." And he had it yeah. at the bottom of a of a you know of, of a of a, a fast food cup, and it goes into like a gallon jug in his backpack, so he can go up to 
you know, the drink machine. Yeah. To, so he can fill up a gallon of Baja Blast into a soda cup and, and no one would yeah. notice. He's just sitting there for like 10 minutes having the drink go into the cup. Uh, and it was successful. It worked. He did. Yeah. He, he, he pulled off the heist. Thing. Yeah. It was. The heist of the century. Tech Nanner says, Violator, I hardly know her. Oh. Thank, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Yeah. That was the cue. But anyway, Bailey Maynard says, Will, are you watching Loki? Yes, it is very good. I like I like how all the, the Marvel shows on Disney Plus are substantially different from what the movies have been doing. Uh, I am now less excited for Black Widow because I think the TV shows have been much more creative use of these characters and um, the storytellers involved. Uh, I think Loki is very good. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am happy they introduced girl Loki. Um, and I think uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting, very interesting season finale when that ever happens. Uh, now, I was talking to our friend Mike. I have not yes. watched any Marvel shows. Okay. He said, just watch Loki. <laughs> like, skip the other ones. Would you agree? No. Um... I mean, if you want to save time, then yes, just just start watching Loki. Um, if you liked the Captain America movies, you'll love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's just right up there with those. And it does some interesting things with, uh, you know, Sam's relationship to Captain America, uh, Bucky's history, um, how it all merges together. It's very good. Um, WandaVision is very creative and very inventive and i'm surprised that they were able to do what they did with uh established characters that usually big companies are very protective over mm -hmm. so um so they made them i would say is what you're saying yes <laughs> okay cool i like that um there's another thing in the chat oh yeah m schroeder that was nine months thank you i missed that that you your comment came with nine months um, there's another one I wanted to read. Oh, what do you think about physical Switch games coming with a uh, download code? I think that sucks when you get a physical copy yeah. of the game and instead of a cartridge, it's just a download code. It's, it's just like a bait and switch. That's like a waste of plastic. It has to say if on the box, download code. And I think they all do. It does. Overwatch does that. Yeah, so I mean, in that yeah. in that case, you are you already know that uh, it's it's different because I know some games like half of the game is on the cart and you have to download the rest because mm -hmm. they, they physically can't fit all the data on the cart. It was That's like one that thing. with the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah, I think, I think the um, next one, the Resident Evil Triple Pack that I have, the only game that's on the cart is Resident Evil Four. You have to download five and six. That's um, annoying. Yeah. But that's that said, that's better than just shipping a blank case because you're basically paying $50 for a case. So that's a Capcom thing. And I remember when it was uh, when it when it happened with uh, uh, Mega Man, they could have put all of it on the cartridge. They just opted to get a cheaper cartridge for some reason. Well, well, no, because um, in Mega Man, half the game's still on the cart, and you have to download the rest, right? Yes, but I I'm saying that they could have fit about... it all on the cart. 
right. that they just decided I'm talking not to. More specifically about a game like Overwatch, right? That doesn't even ship a cart in the case, right? You are essentially buying a piece of paper with a download code on it. Yes. At that point, just download the game from the eShop like you normally would. Correct. That I have a problem with more so than, you know, you buy half the game on the cart and the rest you have to download. Because at least you're getting something. I I think it's stupid to buy a physical copy of a game that has a download code in it. Like, uh, like Overwatch. Just yeah. at least you're getting a warning like okay I shouldn't buy the physical because there's nothing in here um, but I think Capcom is stupid for giving you half and half because most of, I th- I'm pretty sure they just opted to not give you the game on the cartridge for some, not give you half the game for some reason there's like there was I remember when Mega Man came out there was no reason for them to do what they did yeah uh, maybe they I mean, were Resident Evil made because it. like those are those are bigger games than Mega Man. Right. But uh, anyway, I got to pee. Thanks for hanging out. Everybody. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolf Den podcast is every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolf Den podcast. So you can go watch us on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, though, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on anchor.fm slash Wolfden Podcast, your preferred podcast service of choice. But no matter where you get this show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms. And it'll make me look good to the people at New York Comic Con who uh, are approved the press pad, the press badge. <laughs> Uh, applications because I just applied for one and I hope they see this and know that I, I want to go. Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 is 3 gigabytes and the mm-hmm. and 2 is 6.6 gigabytes and the physical copy is 1 and 2. So in total, okay. 9.6 gigabytes. No that reason at all not to yeah. put it on a cartridge. Very stupid. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'll be live definitely Thursday, maybe if you're lucky Wednesday, but I am working on a video, so chances are no. Uh, we got some good content over on youtube.com slash wolfdenclips. Uh, Mario Golf video went up yesterday. It is a fun time. Uh, it's with uh, Dan, AJ, and Scoot. And sometime soon, like probably tomorrow or Thursday, there'll be another one up with Wood and Misclick. Uh, anyway, appreciate you being here. Please watch AJ right now uh, because he is playing Kazuya in Smash. And he I think he's got an open arena going on right now. And he just opened it. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, I think anyway, unless he's waiting for somebody. So go over there and say hi to AJ for us. And we will see you another time. Goodbye. Bye.